0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Contrast Show—a strikingly different conversation. And today, we're going to be talking about a topic that, to me, was actually very new and very interesting. Only because I've never heard of the concept before, and it's the concept of stay interviews. Now, you might be wondering, what the heck is a stay interview? And this is why we have Heather, and this is why we have Christine, who are going to enlighten us on, on what this is. Because it's the thing that, you know, from my understanding, is if you are an effective leader, if you're within an organization today a stay interview is what's going to keep your people there. You know, we think about interviews when people join the organization, we think about exit interviews, but why not stay interviews? So Christine, let's start with you. What is a stay interview? And let's talk about that a little bit.
1: I, one, I can't believe that people don't actually, you know, really understand this concept and get underneath it a thousand fold because the biggest investment you have is hiring your people. And if you're not, you know, doing state interviews with them, and all you're doing are performance reviews, you are missing the opportunity to connect their purpose and their driving factors with your company. It's not about giving people accolades and talking about their performance. It's talking about why why do you want to be here? What is, you know, your purpose inside of our company? What will make a difference for you? And how do we make sure we're motivating you inside of what you're up for in your career pathway? And those stay interviews are critical to also gain feedback. Everybody talks about employee engagement surveys. How about stay interviews? If you actually did stay interviews and gathered that data, you would blow away any competition in trying to poach your people. Because there's so much rich gold information sitting at your fingertips and you're not having the right conversations. Employee engagement, who cares? Really? It doesn't make any difference that you check that box because you're not getting what
2: people are really thinking. Mm.
0: I Heather? He- Heather, I, I see. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. What are your thoughts on this?
2: Uh, Christine's absolutely right. You know, we. We put so much emphasis in corporations for what's our employee engagement. And that is a collective of everyone's thoughts. But imagine that you actually knew the employee that works for you, what their wants, what their needs, what their passions, how they feel valued, because those are the things that you'll uncover in a stay interview. And in fact, imagine if you said to them, you know, we want to make, this, the best place to work. And we already have a really great place to work because you're part of the team. And what I'd love to know is how can we make it even better, but meaningful to you? So not how do we make, you know, like employee engagement better? You know, should we have more, more team events? No. What is it to you? And this gets very personalized. I'll tell you a story. When I was, um, when I was young, I had a dentist and he was an amazing dentist. And, you know, you only go to the dentist back then. It was, I think every nine months. And it seemed like the conversation picked up exactly where it went left off. Mm -hmm. And the reason that that conversation picked off is one day I was sneaky. I was just young and I looked in my folder, right? It was sitting on the desk and he had written copious notes about what we talked about sure there the was all about my teeth but that was like this much notes what was really important was what courses i was taking in school what i was excited about and so he would pick up like the conversation never ended and that made me feel valued that made me feel like i wanted to go back to the dentist it wasn't scary to go to the dentist but i stole that tip from him and when i have conversations about you know the like did they just get a new puppy what are their kids' names? Where are they traveling to? What are they excited about? And how can I actually support those personal goals and make it meaningful to them? That is a really easy concept to do. And it's just about having those conversations and asking good questions. And I, I think actually our listeners would benefit from knowing what some of the questions that we all ask. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I love that. And, and I love how you've given... Actually, you know, I think about your story and actually I have a similar story too. I, my doctor, same thing, you know, we, I would see him whenever I needed to see him because I'm not necessarily the healthiest person sometimes, but when I do need to see him, uh, we would always pick up our conversations exactly where we left off. And one of the things he did as well was the notes. He kept little notes in terms of what was happening with me, um, things that were happening in my life, stressors, all these things, and he was tracking them. So I love that. That's a first great tip, you know take notes. You know, it's one of those things we don't even think about. We think about just general conversations with their team. We think about, you know, the bigger picture in terms of work and productivity. What are those little things, right? What are the little things like, did they get a puppy? Did they move? Or did they get a new car? Did they get a new red car that has no tire problems? Like those type of things, right? It's amazing how it's the little things. Christine, and I want you to chime in here. So Heather's given us some great examples of what that starts to look like. But what else would you include or what do you feel is a necessary must-have in a stay interview when you're sitting down with your it, with your team?
1: Yeah, I love that. It's not one interview, it's mm. a series of selected conversations that you are having over the annual or monthly, quarterly process that you're gathering data. And so you don't want to sit down and pummel your people with a stay interview on, well, what's our competition doing? And how do we be better than them? And is your remuneration right? That's not what a stay interview actually is about. A stay interview is about understanding the expectations of of people, matching their personal drivers, their purpose with what they see their future is inside of the company so that you can ensure you're meeting those expectations. When you don't know what they expect, you will never hit the target. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be competing for your people on price or vacation time or a, a title. And if you're competing for people on price, vacation time and title, you have missed the most relevant opportunity to engage people in your company to go beyond and create an extraordinary future for them and you. And it's not one interview. And that is, I can't say that enough. Those notes, those reminders, hey, congratulations. I know this is really important to you. Yes, you need to weave into the conversations. Are there salary expectations being met? Is there something different that they would like to do? Now we have the ability to have you know, flexible working time, especially if you've got a, a lot of women working in your company and they're in senior leadership roles. Maybe they have children that they're taking care of are you attending to what's going on at home as their leader? How can you support the back end so that they can get their job done? And it could be simple things like once a month, give it, sending the good food box or a fresh box or something mm-hmm. where they don't have to think about a meal. Same with men. A lot of, a lot of men who are also, but it's, it's no different, but I use women because That's my reference point. (laughs) Um, I I think there's so many things that you can weave in, and they're the small things. They're not the monumental one annual bonus and salary increase. Heather, I I don't know if you were. Yeah,
2: you said something really important, and I just want to make sure that distinction is heard by everyone on this because it's so important. The stay interview is not when someone has said they've got another offer. That is too late. You missed the mark. That <laughs> and that I've heard it referenced of you know. Well, I negotiated and they match my salary, and and then it becomes a what you're worth. And in fact, we should be showing our employees what they're worth every single day on the job. And when you have these conversations, what you'll uncover is maybe something that they want to aspire to, but they might be just a little afraid to do it. And then you can give them a nudge to go in that direction. But if you just gave them that project that would give them the nudge without knowing, is it going to meet their values and their passion or what they're looking for in the future, they're going to see it as extra work. So, you know, a good example would be imagine someone says, you know, I'd love to get better at public speaking and, you know, Then you said to them, oh my, that's a great opportunity. We've got some new managers that actually also want to learn that. Could you mentor them? And now you're saying you're already an expert in this. You're going to teach the skill that you want to learn. And it's, mm-hmm. it's part of their project or the, the what they want to aspire to. Now, you also can give them other opportunities, but that's a good moment to not look like you're giving them extra work, but to invite them to live up to and take baby steps towards their goals.
0: Yeah, no. And I love that. So I love the fact, especially public speaking, it's one of the things that I personally am incredibly passionate about. And uh, you know, working in an organization in the past, having that opportunity to share and mentor other people uh, accelerated my growth in that area, which was amazing. But the one thing that keeps showing up for me, and the one thing that I'm I, that's constantly popping into my mind around this topic is: how do I do this with a day full? Like right, as an executive, as a leader, as a, as a business owner, how do I possibly fit this in with so many things that are going on within my company today? So, what I'd like to hear, because I'm sure the other business owners and the other leaders out there are like, okay, that's great, that's great information, but how do I do this? How do I make sure that this gets done? And Heather, we'll we'll start with you. So, how does somebody make time for this kind of stuff when there's so many other things happening?
2: Let's say you had no time, which is, you know, we we give time to what we think is important. So, if this is important to you, you will find the time. But, you know. What are the rituals that you have for having conversations with your employees that they can actually count on you to ask those questions? So, for example, a good question to ask is: you know, what are you most proud of this week? Imagine just, just changing and asking that question to every one of your employees this week. What would you uncover? You'd uncover what it is that they loved about their job. And now you'll have more information to ask more questions the next time around. So it's really, you know, you can make it really simple. It doesn't need to be, let's book an hour, you know, let's mm. let's sit down. This is the intention. It actually should be very conversational, but with intention and consistency so that they know that you're asking these questions and there's trust and they're gonna share that with you. So that would be my tip.
0: Yeah, excellent. Actually, can I just jump in here? Because there's something that's popping into my head is no extra time and leveraging that net time. I call it net time. So that little time in between, um, you know, in between things, right? So when we were back in the work environment, when we were back in the office, one of the things I would do is use that extra time of, you know, when I would go get my coffee in the morning, I would just grab somebody on my team and take them for a walk with me. Let's go grab a coffee together and let's just have a conversation. And I think this is what you're referring to, Heather. You're like yeah. taking those little extra moments that you're going to be doing things anyways and just having that conversation with them. Or you're on a drive to a location somewhere, call them. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, like you said, it doesn't have to be scheduled. It doesn't have to be an hour long, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It doesn't have to be scheduled at all. And sometimes it's just picking up the phone and say, hey, how are you doing today? What's going on? I heard this about you. Uh, You know, how are you doing with all of that? And the great tips, Christine, what about yourself?
1: I I do think that there needs to be a formalized process in a state interview process. And I'm being a little contrary about this because as the leader, you should already, and I very rarely use Mm. the word should, (laughs) if you're not doing the things that you just mentioned, John, and you mentioned Heather, then what are you doing? You are squandering the people asset in your business. Those Mm. aren't what we would consider state interviews. That's connecting with your people powerfully. The state interview process is a little bit more formalized in that, yes, you're having those conversations, but where are you writing those exciting moments down, Mm. those opportunities to celebrate them? Where are you ensuring that there's follow-up when they say, I'd like to do more public speaking? Are you making sure they have those opportunities in your company? Like, are you creating lunch and learn opportunities for them to practice public speaking on a topic that they're a a specialist in or they have expertise in to the rest of the organization that doesn't have that expertise but might need to know? So there's a lot of ways that you can internalize that, but you also need to make it a bit of a formal process so that you're capturing and making the correct changes. If it's just a, um, what do you call it? A a connection conversation, checking in, how are you doing? That's very different than a stay interview process. The first part is being a good leader. The second part requires your intended focus. And if you're not doing it, then that means to me, you're prepared to take the cost when your employees leave. Mm. You're prepared to take the cost of what it's going to cost you, not only in time, but in money of retraining people, getting new employees coming in the door that can fill that person's shoes. So if you're not making the time, because you started that conversation with how do you find the time? If you mm-hmm. are not making that time, then you're willing to foot the bill for what it costs you when people leave.
0: Yes, and, and thank you for making that distinction, Christine. You're right, 100%. You should be. There should be some formal process behind it. Um, And really being able to capture those little nuggets of information so you can carry that conversation forward. And it gives you an opportunity to take action on those things that you're also hearing, Because it tells them, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, keep going. No, no, go ahead, go ahead,
2: Heather. Yeah, jump in. Yeah, I want to jump in because if if as a leader, you haven't done the connecting Mm -hmm. and you implement a stay interview process, trust will not be the foundation. And what will happen is people will, not give you the answers you're looking for it'll feel really painful it'll be the person on the other side will be like why are they asking me this are they going to fire me next like they've never asked these questions so the relationship piece Mm. is so important you know we've all had bad bosses in the past and if your bad boss came to you and did a stay interview and you were already thinking of leaving, believe me, you're going to go really fast. <laughs> so there's a danger zone to this. If you have not spent the time connecting, building relationships, asking questions and getting curious. So the formula is all of those things together, not just one of those things. Exactly.
0: Yeah, no, excellent. Great point. It, it, it all does trust. It all does start with trust. And if you don't have that, you're right, those things. And actually, I would have that, right? When I have conversations with people. I guess I personally didn't establish enough trust with my team. and They're like, are you going to let me go? Are you giving me a warning? Like, what's going on here? I said, no, I just want to get to know you a little bit better. I just want to understand what's happening in your world. uh, And I want to, you know, get a better feel for what's going on in your day to day. That's it. They're There's like, a perfect
2: example of you paying the price for past yeah. losses that they've had. <laughs> yeah, because
0: they carry that forward. So, we, we do only have like a minute or two left. So, I, I just want to get your final thoughts. One or two tips that you can give a leader very quickly to implement a stay interview program. Uh, Christine, let's start with you.
1: Sure. I, so, first and foremost, those connection points ongoing on a weekly and bi weekly basis are required. Mm-hmm then the state interview process can be quarterly or every six months. If you're doing it once a year, people's expectations of job movement and, and how they are in their business right now is about 18 months. So your life cycle with where your staff is without those, those touch points and conversations is eight, less than 18 months because hmm. at month 13, they've already started to explore next, their next moves. And so if you're putting in this process, the other thing, so there's the timing of it, either quarterly or uh, semi-annually, and it can't be around a performance conversation. Mm -hmm. It has to be on the in-between of performance. So never in a performance conversation. Then the final point, the data that you derive from stay interviews needs to be compiled in a strategic way so that your stay interviews are consistent across your employees. Across all bands in your organization, you have a set level of types of questions to ask and a grading system on how your company is doing, not how the employee is doing, how you are doing in in not only managing their expectations, understanding their expectations and what it's going to take to make sure that they're satisfied and they have that career pathway. This isn't an add-on, though. This allows you, you know, the thing we said about employee engagement? In engagement surveys. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: This replaces a lot of the data that doesn't help you impact your company by understanding the personal desires and drivers of people. So it will ultimately lead all the way up and rise everything. So it'll elevate your engagement surveys if that's the check in the box that you're after. It'll Mm -hmm. elevate your culture. Your people will be learning and happier to come to work because they got what? You care. They're valued. They have an experience of being heard. And if you collect that data, those data points give you access to what's next and how you'll train up and how you and your your
2: retention rates go way up for your employees and your customers.
0: Yeah, no, great point. Heather?
2: It is every leader's responsibility to make sure that employees are not looking for another job internally, they can look for another job. So if you're not taking your employee attrition as a metric, that is your hundred percent responsibility. And you're blaming the environment like compensation, you know, location, um, you know, another company did it has something else, then you are not doing your, yourself, your team justice, and you're not taking responsibility. Employee attrition is a symptom of what happened to that employee experience from the first day that they started. It starts from day one and it continues on from there. But that doesn't mean that you're lost. If you have employees that report to you right now, you can start this today. You can start this by getting curious, by sitting down with leaders saying, if we were to ask the most important questions in a stay interview, what would those five questions be? And systemize it.
0: No, excellent. It's great points. So you guys have both provided some amazing input and, and just information in terms of what an organization, even a you know small, medium, large organization, doesn't matter what size organization, from a leader perspective, how to really engage in a stay interview. So thank you for that. Because I know this isn't a topic that really gets discussed a lot. Like I said, to me, it's something that just showed up for me this year in 2022. And I'm like, how did I not know about this? But informally, I was doing it, which was really cool. And what I find, you know, what I found is it, it, it helps with the attrition. It helps with all that stuff, you know, that's impacting organizations today and people leaving because they're not feeling like they belong. And I think the stay interview fixes that challenge. Now I feel like I belong because I'm being heard and I'm, you know, my leaders taking the time to sit down with me to understand me. And I love that. So so great point. So thank you for that. And for those of you listening, hopefully you've got a little bit more insight on what the stay interview is and how to actually implement it in your organization. But if you need a little bit of help and you want to know a little bit more, contact us at the Contrast Group. And thank you for listening to The Contrast Show, a strikingly different conversation. Wishing you all a great one.